0: I love what the apostle said. The apostle said, What you've been waiting for, it may have taken longer than what you expected, but it will come to pass. I love that. The wait, the wait, the wait. Oh, wow. Today, you're about to discover through the word of God that those that wait have a benefit on the other side. They have a benefit at the end of their waiting. And I don't mean in eternity when they die, they get to heaven. I mean here on earth. Those that wait, they get some things that others that are not willing to wait will never receive. And before you're seated and finally seated, we're going to go right into the message. But before we're seated, I, I just want you to greet somebody next to you and tell them, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> you all may be seated. <clears throat> That's what they call in Stockton, fuego. fuego. Is that right? That's right? Fuego. Like the chips, right. Wow. Oh, wow. There's an anointing in the presence of God. Oh wow, wow! Just sense the Lord here. Let me get right into the word. We're gonna we pivoted from our normal programming schedule to bring you a special presentation. Oh wow! We've been preaching since Resurrection Sunday on the same Spirit. Somebody say the same Spirit. Same spirit. Romans eight eleven is our theme verse for the series. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. Again, worthy of memorization. If there's ever a verse, John 3, 16, Romans 8, 11, memorize that. The same identical spirit that pushed Jesus out of the tomb lives inside of you. I mean, this is why, and, I, and I've repeated it for how many weeks now, four weeks? This is why if Jesus came out of the tomb, through that spirit, you can come out of anything. And anything means anything and everything fear, depression, sin, your past, bad Starbucks latte, whatever it may be, you can come out of anything. So my daughter graduates, right? She graduated. And this was a couple years back, a few years back. She graduates, and the family goes to the graduation ceremony. It's up here in Northern California, college graduation. We go into the building. It's a massive church building. It fits between four to 5,000 seat capacity. We go into the building, and after I saw my daughter go through and get her diploma, Pastor Sam basically went, God bless all the other people graduating, but I'm not gonna stick around for that. Some of these ceremonies are a bit mundane. The cold word would be boring. Uh, so I just went like, my, my beautiful wife, the family, they stayed behind because they have that whimsical, nuanced, polite inclination. I said, deuces. So I did what I, I'm a little bit, rumors have it, I'm a little bit hyper. I don't know where these rumors come from. That I can't stay still, which I can. I mean, these are false news, make fake news. So I, I don't laugh. So I, I stood up, true story, I walked out, went to the back of the foyer, the lobby. And I do what, what my organizational management behavior mind does. I look at comparative analysis, do comps. There's another church that had information in the bulletin, little flyers and all that. So I picked up the brochure and opened it up. Opened it up. Panel number one, this is what we believe. It sounded just like new season. Panel number two, these are our values. Almost, almost identical to new season. I went like, wow, brilliant. And then panel number three, I've never seen in a church environment. They listed this is what, what, what we are not. Never read a we are not list in a church panel, but God bless them. Or how they say in Arkansas, bless your heart. <laughs> if anybody ever tells you bless your heart, it may not be a compliment. Yeah. Do you realize that? I never knew that. I, got, I had a friend of mine named Mike Huckabee, who you may know that is, who told me, hey, Sam, when somebody tells you bless your heart, it may not be a compliment. <laughs> bless your heart, bless your heart. So I read the third panel and said, well, we are not. On that list with an exclamation point is, we are not Pentecostals. Now, I went, what experience did they have with spirit-empowered people that traumatize them so significantly enough for them to put, we are not them? Because spirit-empowered people are the fastest-growing part of Christendom. According to Vincent Simon from Regent University, bless his soul, who passed away last year, Vincent and talks about close to 700 million spirit-empowered people around the world. There are 2.5 billion Christians around the world. Close to 1 billion are spirit-empowered, self-identified as spirit-empowered people. These are basically people that still believe in signs and wonders, healings and miracles. That the power of God is still flowing. That the miracles that happen in the New Testament happen today. These are people that believe that there's power in the name of Jesus. They actually believe that that if you are filled with the spirit of Jesus, when you walk into a place, all the other spirits have to flee by the authority of the glory of God. These are people that believe that if you can speak English, Spanish, French, Italian, it's nothing beyond God's capacity to give you a prayer language. And, and, and that you that you have a prayer. So they believe in all of this. This includes the Archbishop of Canterbury who's spirit-empowered and has a prayer language. It includes some of the most brilliant people on the planet who actually pray in the Spirit and believe in the power of God. So it's, it, it includes, I mean, just an amazing group of people. So with that being said, it, it prompted me to say, we need to lay out what, what Holy Spirit people or what I call Pentecost Prime people. And why do I call them Pentecost Prime? Because my wife is so addicted to Amazon Prime. But I wanted to go to the next level and just go Pentecost Prime. So it is what it is. Don't judge. So Pentecost, here's a couple of points for you to embrace, and you're going to get why the song we just sang has everything to do with what we'll we'll preach in a second here. Number one, if you're taking any notes, and good luck with that, Pentecost Prime people watch other people get promoted. And are not envious or jealous, but celebrate when someone else goes up. Let me prove it to you. Acts chapter 1 verse 9, 2 Kings chapter 2. This is beautiful. So Jesus says this. Jesus looks at him in Acts chapter 1 verse 4. Don't leave Jerusalem. Wait. He looks at his disciples after the resurrection. For 40 days, he's hanging around close to 500 people. Not 50. Not 5 not a limited Facebook group, 500 people that hung around resurrected Jesus. He's teaching them. He's talking to them. And he says, wait, 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 wait for the Holy Spirit. Wait for the Holy Spirit. So then, Acts chapter 1, verse 9, here's the 500. Here's Jesus. Jesus is talking to them like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, (whistles) like Jesus begins to float up. And like float up, like what would happen if you're talking to someone and they begin to levitate? We'll find out what spirit you got. <laughs> so they're talking to him. They're just chatting. All of a sudden, and Jesus going like, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then my power is going to come down, and the whole world is going to be changed. And then my church is going to, yeah. And then he starts going up, and they go like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh snap! Yeah, then they see a cloud pick them up like an Uber cloud. <laughs> no, no, actually it was a lift. Sorry, <laughs> I'm here all week, <laughs> so it was a lift. So this, stop it. <laughs> so I gotta wear more Miami Vice suits more often to do this, right? AKA 1985. So, so this is they, it, true. True story. The cloud, he gets on the cloud, Jesus leaves. 500 people just witnessed this. They go like, right? Two guys show up dressed in white. That's why I dress like this today. Two guys show up, two guys, and they go like, what are you guys staring at? Oh, you mean Jesus going up? <laughs> Don't worry. The same way he's going up on a cloud is the same way he's going to come down. <laughs> so all these people saw... Quote, unquote, the promotion. It's called the ascension, theologically speaking. So Jesus goes back. The ascension, the promotion. And they were there. People were waiting for the Holy Ghost, but while they were waiting, they saw someone get promoted. You missed it. The people were waiting for the holy. They were waiting for the big thing, the big promise, the big person, the big force, the big power. And they were waiting for the gift, the comforter. And yet they saw someone else get promoted. You missed it. They were waiting, and yet they saw someone get promoted. So I'm here to tell you that when you see someone around you get promoted, that God takes them up, don't whine, don't complain, don't moan, and don't even do this. Don't even go, I wish that was me oh I thought it was gonna be my turn you need to in the name of Jesus when someone else gets promoted celebrate do you know what happens when you celebrate when someone else gets promoted it automatically makes you next is this for anybody in this house so when someone else goes up, clap about it, celebrate about it, post about it, and do it in your heart. Don't do one of these things. Don't do what the Bible says, what the world does. Don't go with don't go over your mouth and go like, I'm glad you got that promotion. And inside you're going, I wish you were dead. No. From your heart and your mind, because God reads your thoughts and knows your heart. When someone else gets there, you need to go like, yes, yes, yes. It only means one thing. My family is next. My children are next. My home is next. My church is next. (laughs) Pentecost prime people celebrate when others get promoted. And if you want to see a nice, wonderful Old Testament juxtaposed similar narrative, 2 Kings chapter 2, Elijah is going up on a chariot of fire. He's going up just like Jesus. This guy on a chariot, this going on a cloud, chariot of fire, cloud. They're going up. Elisha celebrates the moment and receives the mantle of a greater portion. Wow. Oh, wow. That's. Now, point number two is, this is the point we're going to land on today, is Pentecost prime people wait for suddenlies. Wait for suddenlies. This is the way I grew up in church believing this. I grew up because no one had the revelation and the biblical accuracy enough to, not with malice, but because it was just a little bit more myopic in its way of presentation. They, they would tell us this, that in essence, there are two types of people. There are those that have to wait, and then there are these favored folk. That all they do is get suddenlies. And then they would preach sermons like, favor ain't fair. Which will mess you up, like your theology, like favor's not. But I thought God has no favorites, and then, but favor's not fair. Which one is it? Yeah, because there are those that have to wait. (laughs) And then there are those that are like, suddenly, 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 suddenly. And then I learned from Scripture by doing my biblical due diligence. That there is no such dichotomy. I will show you through the word of God that every single time the word suddenly shows up, it was connected to a person who waited. Oh, you missed it. There is no people that are on the waiting list and people that are on the suddenly list. No, the same people that are willing to wait are the same people that will experience a suddenly. Oh, this should inspire someone here because if you've been waiting... If you've been waiting, you're not in the wrong camp. Waiting and suddenlies are part of the same continuum of faith. They are not the opposite sides of the same coin. They are not a dichotomy. They're not somehow one side. This is the opposite of that. No. From Genesis to Revelation, the people who waited were the same people who received suddenly. You look at every single passage where the phrase suddenly shows up and you will find someone who was waiting. Someone who waited. Some people waited for a week. Some waited for a month. Some waited for years. Some waited for a generation. Some of you have been waiting for a week. Some of you have been waiting for months some of you have been waiting for years and yet you're still praising and yet you're still worshiping like it was day one yet yet you're still proclaiming the promises of god why why are you still acting you've been waiting for so long yet you're still holding on because you know the song that we just sang those that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall rise up with wings as eagles shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. In other words, those that wait are the people of the suddenly. If you wait, you get your suddenly. If you wait, you get your suddenly. If you wait, you get your suddenly. So what does this mean? If you've been waiting and waiting, waiting for the breakthrough, waiting for the relationship, waiting for the healing, waiting for the new job, waiting for this, waiting for that, waiting for the family to be reconciled, waiting for the prodigal sons and daughters to come back home, waiting for your destiny to match up perfectly with the dominion and anointing God has placed on you waiting for God to send the right people waiting for the debts to be paid waiting for everything to happen you need to put a smile on your face and I mean it if you've been waiting put a smile on your face because the next thing that will happen in your life is not another waiting season if you've been waiting the next thing that will happen in your life is nothing less than a suddenly from heaven. That somebody needs to say suddenly. Say it like you mean it. Say suddenly. I need you to repeat after me I've been waiting. And I've been waiting. And I've been waiting. And I've been waiting. And I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Therefore, what's next is suddenly suddenly your entire family will be saved (laughs) suddenly your body will be healed Suddenly your finances will turn around suddenly you find yourself to be debt-free suddenly you find a miracle in all of your circumstances. suddenly the glory of Jesus will shine through you that you begin to lay hands on the sick and proclaim the gospel of Jesus wherever you go devils and demons start running out because you have an anointing of suddenly on your life suddenly you go from the pit to the palace From mourning to dancing, from sorrow to joy, from a garment of despair to a garment of praise. Somebody say, suddenly. Suddenly your kids who haven't talked to you in a long time begin to text you and call you and say, I can't explain it. All I could tell you is this. I am born again. Jesus came into my life. The blood of Jesus washed me. Suddenly your relatives who were bound to heroin and crystal meth and porn and alcoholism, they look at you and they say, I'm not who I used to be because I'm not where I used to be because Jesus set me free. Somebody shout Suddenly suddenly sacramento and los angeles are not known for homelessness and division but we are known for the glory of jesus over an entire city where people experience the glory of god somebody say suddenly say suddenly let's say suddenly suddenly again for all the people who have waited second kings chapter 2 verse 11 i'm giving you the book so you have it second kings two eleven. 11 Suddenly a chariot of fire took Elijah up. He waited. God told him, wait until I tell you it's time to go. And I'm gonna take you. Train Elijah. He waited, he waited. Gilgal. He went Bethel. He went Jericho. He went Jordan. He waited. And then God said, Tag, now's the time. He waited, he waited, and then he experienced a what? A suddenly. Somebody say suddenly. The psalmist, the psalmist was surrounded by his enemies, King David. And he, and, and he waited and waited upon the Lord for God to show up. And then the Bible says in Psalms chapter 6 verse 10, suddenly God showed up and suddenly all the enemies will be put to shame. Somebody say suddenly. Oh, I don't know if you're getting this. You wait, you wait, you wait, and then God says you've been waiting. But it's what it's just, it's oh, there's more. Matthew chapter 28 verse 2. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. The angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rode a of stone and said, this is resurrection Sunday. So waited, we waited. Christ was crucified. We waited for three days. We waited, we waited. But then suddenly, whoop, everything changed. It's what you do while you're waiting. So if you're waiting, but you're driven by your emotions, rather than the truth of God's word, more if you're waiting but you're driven by opinions instead of facts how about this if you're waiting but you're dependent on feelings instead of faith and right now we have an entire nation the world is waiting what happens after covid they're waiting but many people are just notice how everything on social media to a great degree. is full of exuberance. The affective domain at work. Which means emotionalism. Everyone is hyped up on their feelings. Like if you hear people talk now. It's not what I think or what I know or what I believe. I feel. And then. You are politically incorrect. If you. Don't acknowledge the feeling. You have to, then you, it's beyond empathy. Empathy means I acknowledge that your feeling may be totally ignorant, inappropriate. But, however, I'm going to create space for it because it's called empathy. No! Now we have to embrace the feeling. Join whatever movement the feeling leads to. If not, you get blocked, banned, deleted. I feel, and I'm t- just people just walking around you. What are you doing? I'm waiting for things to happen. In the meantime, I feel. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I have an affinity towards music. I love music. Back in the day, there was a band called Boston. You don't know who that is. Are you kidding me? Anyone under 20 went to city. That's a city somewhere. Somewhere. And and Boston had a song called More Than a Feeling. And then I think it was Debbie Boone who had this song. Feeling. Oh, 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 feeling. I'm not making fun of feelings. We all have them. I feel something right now. I am being nice. When you're waiting, if you're dependent on feelings and then you want other people to embrace your feelings and to respond according to your feelings instead of the word of God and the promises of God, I'm here to tell you that's not the way it works. Every single person right there, when Elijah was fe- it's about suddenly, when Elijah was feeling depressed, God showed up and talked to him out of a cave in a mountain area. And God said, what, what? And Elijah says, quote, unquote, I'm not making it up. Google it. Elijah says, I feel like I'm the only prophet. I feel like I'm alone. I feel like I shouldn't be. And God says, feelings? God said, are you kidding me? Feelings? You're, you feel? He said, God, read it. I'm not making it up. God looks at him and says, first of all, get over yourself. You're not the only one. I got a bunch of other prophets that I am showing my glory to that I'm speaking through right now. So it's not about you. Every single time, every single time when there was a man named Job, Job lost everything. Job, the devil in God did this thing with Job where the devil looked at God and said, I bet you if I take away everything from him, he's going to stop loving you. And God said, really? Really? Have you been to Vegas lately? How much you want to bet on this? How much you want to bet? Oh, I bet you he's going to leave. So then From his family, his money, everything, and then Job sits down and has a conversation with God and says, "He had had it suddenly." And Job goes, "Hey, God, you know, you know, you let this happen to me. You, you know, you're the God of creation, and yet you don't have the power to stop them. You don't have the power to stop the devil. Like, what kind of God are you? And God, why did you do this? Why did you do this? Why?" And then God just listens to him like this, and watches, read it, and I love this. And then God says, "Are you done?" Job says, I'm just telling you what I feel. Feel. And God says, are you done telling me about your feelings? Read it. And then God says, have a seat. It's my turn now. You want to ask me a bunch of questions? Let me ask you some questions. Where were you when I created the heavens and the earth? Where were you? When I poured out my glory? Where were you when I established nature and the laws and the principles? You want to tell me about what you feel? I'm going to tell you about what I know. When you are waiting, don't wait seated on your emotions, on feelings. Wait worshiping. Wait praying. Wait, declaring the promises of God. Every example I just gave you, where a suddenly was connected to a waiting, there was a process of prophetic interaction. Not about feelings, but about, I'm not gonna tell you what I feel, God, I'm gonna tell you what I know according to your word. I know that greater is in me, he that is in me, than he that is in the world. I know that no weapon formed against me will prosper. I know that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not one. I know that, I know that, I know that my Redeemer liveth. All right. Did you get this? So when you wait, don't whine. When you you wait, don't gossip. When you wait, don't depend on your feelings. Feelings. Again we're not neglecting feelings we're all emotional beings i get it but the bible doesn't say be driven by your feelings your feelings come out of your nefesh which comes out of your affective domain which comes out of your temporal reality your flesh galatians chapter 5 therefore you got to crucify that galatians two twenty, because the word of god is greater than your feelings are you with me right now suddenly somebody say suddenly I'm here to tell you that there is no such list of people that have to wait and those that are favored by God that get suddenlies. The same people who wait are the same people that receive the suddenlies. So you came here this Sunday to hear from heaven that you who have been waiting, and some of you have been waiting for so long, and it doesn't mean you haven't waited with tears. No. On the other side of the coin, if you're able to put those feelings, recognize them but place them under the canopy of the grace-filled work of Jesus and the truth of God's Word, then you can manage them appropriately. Some of you have waited broken. Some of you have waited wounded. Some of you have waited for so long going, God, when, when, I believe you. I know you're going to do it, but (laughs) boom. In a matter of fact, it's 101 right now. Lift up your hands. As we speak right now, supernaturally speaking, not me, not Pastor Sam. Right now as I speak, the Holy Spirit is renewing the strength of people in this auditorium in Los Angeles and streaming all around the world who need their strengths to be renewed so you can wait a little longer because your suddenly is right around the corner. And God doesn't want you to give up in the last minute. God doesn't want you to abandon what's coming your way because you weren't there to pick up the box that he already shipped your way by grace. Some people give up in the very last minute. Right now as I speak, receive supernatural strength. Oh, I sense the Lord. God is giving you strength to wait. Wait a little longer, I promise you, because you're suddenly, it's coming your way. If you believe, not that you hope, not that you think, not not wishful thinking if you know that you know that you know that there's a suddenly coming your way that the devil cannot stop hell cannot hold back there's nothing on this planet that can possibly impede it if you believe that open up your mouth and give god a sudden praise i dare you to lift up your hands and say suddenly 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 my family suddenly things will shift around okay watch I'm done two weeks ago two weeks ago Pastor Ava I come back from one of my speaking trips I go home and Pastor Ava who's just beautiful lovely great pastor woman of God wife everything she told me to say um but you told me to say it I'm not supposed to say you told me to say it a secret. <laughs> I was led by my feelings. <laughs> I arrive home and she's preparing for me this this, this special baked, Pastor a baked chicken. Special stuff, concoction, recipe some stuff she's seasoning stuff with things that may or may not be legal <laughs> don't ask don't tell so no true story here she's making my that, that's just a great platter she makes and I'm seated here looking outside watch this watch this supernatural show up uh, suddenly I'm here I'm looking outside the oven is here she steps out I have no idea for what for to this moment I have no idea where she was at She came back. When she comes back simultaneously, we both looked. Not smoke, flames are coming out of the oven. They left the oven. The flames are coming out of the oven, aiming towards the cabinets. So again, in the natural response, again, you you think you know, but then when things happen, you act differently and you're led by whatever. It could be instinct, it could be exuberance, whatever it may be. So I get up. And I just want to open up the oven door in my mind to let the flames come out. (laughs) It's no sense. It makes no sense, right? Like, why would you open up the door where, you know, like, release the Krakens. Okay. (laughs) So, true story. So, help me God. I I opened up the oven door. It all came out. Uh, I just did. But in truth, in full disclosure, they were already coming out. So, they come out. So, I automatically go, fire extinguisher. Underneath the sink, take it out, empty. That's a me day. That's a pastor stamp thing. Or I could blame it on Home Depot and Lowe's. Because that's what we do nowadays. We just scapegoat and blame something else. So, did I just say that? Sorry. So, I, I, rare. So, took it out, didn't work, empty, nothing coming out, right? So, I did the wrong thing. But again instinct again my science mind didn't kick in pastor sam just got nervous i got a pot of water filled it up <laughs> and i did this Truth, Again, no i'm all of this 100% accurate no hype no exaggeration to entertain you god forbid i fear the lord this is 100% how it happened I take the pot of water. I again, dog, don't, don't do it. I did. I aim it towards the flames. The flames are coming out now. I aim it towards the flames. While I'm doing it, out of Pastor Ava's mouth comes this. No! going to help or it could have been like i know we're about to burn but this is going to burn out but honey no it wasn't that it was literally like i like like a movie but her no lined up with the water leaving the pot right so it didn't serve as a deterrent it made things worse the flames went i was done my mind said, documents, passports, jewelry, important things you need, uh, your Star Trek collection. Get stuff that has value in your house. Of course. Things that have value, right? So get your stuff. No, honest to God. Like my mind went, seriously, I, my mind went, run, nobody's going to die because the door's right there. Get your wife out. Go upstairs. Get your passport. Uh, you know, get your stuff. Get the important documents and just leave. Call, and honey, I looked at her and I said, call 911. I ran outside. My landscaper was out there. My name is Steve. And hey, Steve, Steve, come on. Steve, come in. Steve walks into the house, right? He's a beautiful guy. Born a believer. George knows him pretty well. Steve walks in. Steve walks in. He sees the fire and basically goes, dude, I'm done. i <laughs> Like he was nice about it though. He was nuanced. He was like, um, um, Pastor Sam, call 911. <laughs> right? So that's what happened. My house is about to burn out. And I came to the to the conclusion, at least the, if I can keep the fire on the on the on the first floor, and say, my, my mind was just thinking like strategically, how do I keep the sprinkler systems or things like the fire sprinkler? I mean, it's not gonna happen. So I just went call 911. Right? So I'm like this. What does he have to do with suddenly? Watch this. The night before I get a text from a friend of mine who's a prayer intercessor, filled with the Holy Spirit. He's Pentecost prime. He texted me the night before and says, doesn't do it all the time. Not every week, not every month, maybe sometimes not even a year. Pastor Sam, God put this in my heart for you. There is a hedge of protection upon your family. God is protecting your family. He's going ahead of you. No worry. That same day in the morning, I get a text from a friend of mine in Miami. He says, praying for you, God told me to tell you everything will be all right. No worries. You're, you're covered. What are, the, what are the chances of you getting t- two text messages back to back in 24 hours, hours before your house begins to burn down? What are the chances? So, so I'm, those words are there, the text messages, right? I'm looking at a fire, coming out, ready to consume everything, and this is what happened. My oven is not a modern oven. It's not even a digital oven. So it's not anything like modern, you know, all these new bougie ovens that talk to you back and hug you and kiss you. It's, oh my gosh. Like you know, it's like you speak to it and you don't even put popcorn. You say popcorn, popcorn pops up miraculously. Like, I, I don't have that, okay? So I don't have any new modern technology in, in that in that kitchen area whatsoever. It's kind of old schoolish. And so I I'm here. Pastor Reba, call 911, go ready, go. Flames are coming out. Flames are now coming out. The black stuff is coming out, the alarm is sounding, of course, and all of a sudden, out of all of a sudden, suddenly. <laughs> some of the flames like this every single flame disappeared no extinguisher no one blowing smoke no one no water no self-extinguishing room whatever that is it turned off completely i looked at pastor rava the holy spirit filled me and said i told you no weapon you no weapon formed against you will prosper. I told you that I go before you clearing the way and nothing will harm you. Is there anybody here who knows that when God says when God says I got you he got you. When he says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world he means it. Stand with me. Pastor Ava. How much did we pay for the damage? How much? Zero. The damage never happened. No, no. No hype, no joke. The smoke went up to the white cabinets on top. And I'm going like, what? The the, the flames came out. And I'm going, how did the flames come out and touch and not nothing burn? How can the flame touch something and yet not burn? How can a flame not burn? How can a flame not burn? How can a flame not burn? How can a sinner be saved by the blood of Jesus? How Are you with me right now? Somebody say, the same God of the weight is the same God of the suddenly. Pentecost crime people. That's what we do. We see others get promoted. We wait for the suddenly. There's one more suddenly, and then I'll, I'll let you go. We'll continue next week. Um, Pastor, this is a Pastor Ava day for whatever reason. Pastor Ava has a, a trainer, a wonderful young lady, a born-again uh, young lady who's amazing, connected to my son, Nate. And, and uh, her name is Chelsea. And uh, is Nate around anywhere in the audience? Is he coffee break? Didn't somebody get him? is see what? Union break? Mm. Huh? He was raptured again? Okay. So Chelsea, 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 you know, same time span, no matter of two weeks of this, what you all went through, notice all these things, right? So it's not a coincidence. So, but all the word of the Lord is saying, it's all the enemy trying to distract you. It's all the enemy trying to distract you. It's all the enemy trying to distract you. Because you're waiting for the breakthrough. You're waiting for the harvest. You're waiting for the promises. Because you've been waiting for the glory of Jesus to show up in Sacramento and flip this city into a city of righteousness and justice. You've been waiting for signs and wonders and healings and miracles, works and deeds. You've been waiting for a move of God. bigger, Bigger than the Jesus movement. More powerful than Azusa. You've been waiting for the next generation to be equipped. Because you've been waiting. there's a suddenly about to hit you. And right before you're suddenly, right before the suddenly, all hell shows up to try to get you out of this spectrum. I'm talking to someone right now. If you've been going through spiritual warfare, if hell showed up, it's only because heaven's about to come down. Stay right there. Hold on. Chelsea. Massive car accident. Show me the pic. Show the pic. That's Chelsea's car. Alone in the car. First responders thought she was dead. Or at least egregiously injured. Yeah. Chelsea comes out of the car. Luke twenty-two fifty-one. 51. Like the damage... Never happened. No, watch this. That's not even the part of the suddenly. What does suddenly have to do? Continue. Suddenly, she gets out of the car. She takes her iPhone because that's what all millennials do. (laughs) You have to. Generation Z will have like cell phones and, you know, artificial intelligence and like virtual technology. This, the millennials, it's the phone. Get the phone out. She just had an accident, almost died. She takes out the phone and records it so she can let her mom know I'm alive, I'm good. This is what, she she goes back to her car. This, she didn't put it on, this was not her playlist. This was not something she programmed when she was driving. This is the song that suddenly starts playing. The moment she came out and went back and turned on the phone, this is what started playing. Go ahead, put the video. Sam, that's I raise a hallelujah you I understand, raise a hallelujah you understand this song I raise a hallelujah that's a song that suddenly starts playing in a car that should have taken her life and somehow suddenly God shows up the angels of come heaven on. show up come on Hallelujah. does anybody here know what I'm talking about God is the God of the weight and the God of the if he did it for Chelsea, if he did it for Sam and Ava, if he did it for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and Joseph, Moses, Joshua, Deborah, Esther, if he did it for Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Job, if he did it for Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, Peter and Paul he can do it for you. He's the same God the God of the weight. Suddenly, if you believe that, give them your best. So she actually went out there and told the government, "I'm here." Did all of that. I didn't ask to come here. I was here brought here when I was a kid. But man, I love this country. I want, and I love the values. I love my church. So she went through the process. It's been years, right? So all of a sudden, this past week, was it? this is wild? This past week, she goes up with her husband, who's an American citizen. She goes up with her husband, and it doesn't matter now. The rules have changed. Uh, it's just still a bureaucracy in a system. So she, she goes up and uh, they made a mistake that he he forgot the ID. His ID that will give her give them entry for the appointment that they were waiting for over a couple of years. Last year it was canceled because of COVID. He's been waiting all her life for this. So she goes up and they, they tell her initially, um, yeah, that's not gonna happen. What's going to have to happen is you're going to have to stop another appointment. Whenever that happens, that happens. could take years, whatever. It's not our fault. It's your fault. She walks out on the sidewalk. She hears a person. She described the person as a blind person with a cane listening to a song about the holiness of Jesus. Holy Spirit fills her and says, I got this. Watch me do it. So she could go home and whine, but she's been waiting for so long for her suddenly. She went like, nah, there's too much faith. I've been waiting for too long for my suddenly. I know I don't have the ID. We don't have we don't have the pay. Uh-huh. But I still want it. So she went back and she went, I know, I know, I know it looks like, but let me tell you what I who I am and what I am. The agent looked at her and said, All right. This is what we're gonna do should have an appointment, right, for next year, for some time. You're not going to have an appointment. You're not going to need one. We hereby grant you permanent residency. Oh, oh, that's not it. The agent says, do you understand the normal permanent residency if you're married to an American citizen begins with two years and then you have to come back and renew and then we give you extension? I am not going to do that. Here's the paperwork. I hereby give you permanent residency for the next 10 years. You're covered. Get out of here somebody shout suddenly somebody shout suddenly i'm here to tell you if you're in this environment right now you're filled with the holy spirit and the holy spirit is here get ready for your suddenly get ready for your suddenly somebody raise the hallelujah do it let's go that we neglect or deny what we've been through is that we placed it all on the feet of jesus all of it and he says i love you so much i have purpose for you he has a plan for you that is way beyond your wildest dreams this is not religion man this is not like hype it's the reality of a living god the architect of the universe has orchestrated a plan for you why do you think the devil hates your guts because you're you're full of purpose. You're full of destiny. There's something amazing coming your way. And all he wants to do is distract you. All he wants to do is be- have you believe the lie. That you're not good for anything. That your past defines your future. That you'll never be forgiven. That your family issues will go to your generation and the next generation. That the drama will follow you. No, you're beautiful. Hear me. Why did I focus on waiting on the feelings? Because sometimes our feelings deceive us. We don't want to be deceived. We want to be led by the truth and the grace and the love and the hope of Jesus. Close your eyes. I love you so I respect you and honor you and do love you. Can you lower your hands? I don't want to take anything for granted. With your eyes closed, I'm not going to embarrass you. I promise I'm not even going to call you up here. That's okay if we do. We do that here in this house. But... Right now, I'm going to do it differently. There's so many people here. I'm just going to ask Pastor Sam. If you say, Pastor Sam, I've been waiting, man. I'm going to be honest. I've been waiting for so long. I don't want to get tired of waiting. But, man, sometimes I don't question God. I question me. I question me. I don't know if if I can handle it, if I can handle the wait. I know God is real. I just question me. I don't know if I could hold on. If that's you, if you say, Pastor Sam, I need new strength. I need God to give me right brand new infusion of strength. Because I know, I believe today's message from the Holy Spirit. There's a suddenly coming my way. Now I know it's not two lists, two lines. It's the same continuum. Now I know I just got to wait a little longer. I get it. It may be a day, it may be a minute, Maybe may be this week. But I just need strength to wait. If that's you. Raise your hand right there where you're at. Heavenly Father, every single person who has raised their hands, lifted up their hands today, right now as we speak, I ask you to supernaturally fill them afresh with your precious Holy Spirit. God, get every single person supernatural power to wait, to wait upon your promises, to wait upon the blessed outcomes of the comforter invading every aspect of their lives you are the god of the weight and you are the god of the suddenly right now strengthen every person right now fill them with your spirit that when they have no strength you become their strength let the weak say i am strong do it now my god your grace is always sufficient do it now by the authority of your spirit and power in jesus name i declare every single person here with their hands raised Will receive us suddenly, for the glory of Jesus, in the name of Christ, in Jesus' name. If you believe it, likewise. Now, give him your final praise right now. Go ahead. Well, if you receive today, raise one hand. If you got this word, raise both hands. If you now know that the same people that wait. Are the same people that received the suddenlies raise both hands and a foot. That you should carry for the rest of your life, for the rest of your life, waiting for suddenlies. That's who we are, Pentecost Prime people.